Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Soulfully Casual with Matt Freights. We're sitting here again on YouTube, and I'm recording this on January 17th, and today is Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So first of all, a big shout out to everybody who's watching here on YouTube. Thank you for coming to the second video. And those of you who are listening in the podcasting world, it means the world to me. This is episode 121. And when I think about Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I had this day off of work. A lot of people have this day off of work if you work for the federal government or if you work for the banks and so forth. And I wonder to myself, on days like today, how often do we really think about the meaning of this day? We have Memorial Day, we have Labor Day, we have other holidays that are supposed to symbolize a a true virtue in this country or some symbol of where we are or some symbol of what we we are as a human race here in, in the United States. And I wonder to myself, Martin Luther King, what did he symbolize? What was he trying to fight for? So often in, in life, I think we lose sight of exactly what we're trying to do. And this is not necessarily the focal point of today's episode, but I'm kind of in a mixed bag sort of a place here. I was thinking about equality this week. I was thinking about what it truly meant to be equal. The fight that we are constantly fighting that so many people are fighting to try and figure out How can we get to a place where we don't think about all of these things, such as the way a person looks, how much money a person makes, to truly define what it is that we want out of society? Like, when are we ever going to get there? And I went back and listened to some of the speeches that Dr. King made and some of the words that he said. And I realized, like, looking through Twitter today, that so many people are paying lip service to what it means to be actually equal to give a fair shake to every single person, no matter what they look like, no matter where they come from. In another podcast that I do called Sneaker Love, I always talk about the idea that that sneakers are all-inclusive, that there's something for everybody. But yet that sentiment isn't embodied by the United States in a lot of ways. Sure, it's embodied by people like me, it's embodied by people like you, perhaps. But I think when you look at this country as a whole, there are so many different places in which this is not true. And there are so many senators and representatives and politicians who are supposed to be voted in for our best interest, who are out there saying words from Dr. King and using quotes. But then when you look at their actions, they're not embodying that. And companies seem to be doing that all the time. Nike right now is trying to show us that they are behind whatever the the government is behind as it relates to this mandate for the vaccine, that they are 100% trying to put public health first. But what we really know is that Nike is about their bottom line. Corporations are about their bottom line. And really, they don't really care about the idea of equality as a whole. It's kind of like sports teams. When sports players are right now, Major League Baseball is, of course, in a strike. And, of course, it's a players union versus the owners. So it's an us versus them mentality, as our whole world seems to be these days. And what the players want you to believe is that they care about winning. And the owners want you to believe that the the players don't care about him. Well, the true reality is, is that the players really don't care about winning. They care about themselves. And that's what these companies are trying to tell you. So when I think about Martin Luther King Day, and I think about what it's supposed to represent or what his vision was, what he truly wanted, and the fact that we haven't attained it yet, it's really sad. And it's really sad that so many people are misusing his words to basically pay lip service to the idea that they care about equality for everybody when in their actions, especially when it comes to voting laws, they don't really care. So that's not the topic for today, but because I'm recording on a day that is significant, I felt like it was worthy of inclusion at the top of the show. Today's episode is going to be a lot more lighthearted. So last week I talked about my New Year's resolution. So first of all, I have to say, 
I started a New Year's resolution, folks. I started reading a book. Yes, the middle of January is already here, and I started reading a book. So that means I have half as much time as I thought that I was going to, or or half as much time as I was going to give myself. But we're going to do it. And we're reading Harry Potter 1, the first one, The Sorcerer's Stone. And I'm reading an illustrated version that was given to me by my friend Lee, who I mentioned last episode. So I'm really, really happy about that because it's a different way to read the book. And already shortly into the book, I find myself remembering so much of the details that I had forgotten. Because I think the movies kind of overtake a lot of our mind space as it relates to these books that are turned into movies. And I've recently wanted to go back and read these books so that I can remember the magic, for lack of a better term, that I felt when reading these books for the first time. So I'll keep you up to date on that. So I'm keeping my promise as it relates to trying to read a book a month. So there's that. At the beginning of the year, everybody wants to lose weight. I was just on a phone call recently with some of my aunts and uncles. They were talking to my son and they were talking about how they had some healthy meals, I guess, at their family celebration that they were having because a lot of them were trying to put their weight and their health first. This is not uncommon at the beginning of the year. I know that I want to lose weight. I want to be in better shape and I want to feel better, but I know that I've been through this so often that it's not a daunting task for me. It is a daunting task for a lot of people. I think most people, when they get to the beginning of the year, they want to show up at the gym and they just want to kind of start doing it. But the gym can be very intimidating. Weight loss, dieting, The idea of changing your life is actually very intimidating, even if you overtly aren't feeling that intimidation every single time you step out the door. I wanted to address that a little bit today, and I wanted to give you some things that I know worked for me. This is not really like a finite list. It's not really a top five. The idea is to just kind of give you a little bit of confidence, you as the person who may be wondering how to start. I'll get into my weight loss journey a little bit to kind of give you some context. For those of you who have not listened to this show, my weight loss journey is well documented at this point. In February of 2010, I was 27 years old and I was weighed, I weighed over 300 pounds. I weighed 312 pounds. I'll never forget it. And one night when I came home from work, I had some chest pains and I didn't know what the hell was going on. I thought maybe I'd eaten something weird. So I went to bed. I woke up the next day not feeling that great, but just really very concerned about what had happened the night before. And so I went to the doctor and the doctor told me, you had a mild heart attack. You are lucky to be alive. You're lucky to be here. So I had a whole bunch of tests done. They checked out my heart. Thankfully, nothing had been irreparably damaged. It was very, very minor. But basically, my weight was in question here. It is. It was something that my parents had been really concerned about, and I remember having a conversation on the phone with my mom and her crying because she was so concerned with my weight, and I didn't really get it at the time, but I finally got it a couple weeks later. I had a sign when at work, they were starting a Weight Watchers group, and so I, I joined it, and I really figured out what was going on, what was wrong, and I learned so much through that. I, I ended up losing a lot of weight, And I ended up figuring out so many things about myself, getting down to the why of why I'd gained so much weight. I discovered running, discovered exercise, my love for exercise, which, which I still have today. It's not always perfect, and I definitely need to get back to it. But my point is, I've been through this journey before. I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about how I operate, how I act. And so the the idea of losing weight, the idea of getting back to a healthier lifestyle isn't really that daunting. But for most, it is. Because the healthy lifestyle isn't something that's been a norm. It's something that you feel out of a sense of necessity. 
Like I have to do things this way. I have to go to the gym. I have to diet. I have to do this. It doesn't always have to be this way. I think the first piece of advice that I could give you is to make it as simple as possible. Weight loss in and of itself is fairly simple. At least the mechanics of it are simple. My dad used to make a joke, and even today I can hear him saying it, and he would say, I'm on the Elm diet. And of course, everybody would ask, what does that mean? He would say, eat less, move more. I'm not going to lie to you. Having been through this whole journey myself, it's really not that far off. Now, the mechanics, like I said, are not difficult. You do need to eat less. It's not really eating less per se. Most of us have gained weight. Most of us have gotten to the place that we are because we are eating too much. Myself included in that, by the way. And eating less is is one part of it, but it's eating better. That's all that it is. And moving more, moving more is actually that simple. For many people, and I witnessed this a lot when I went to Weight Watchers, it was a very specific demographic of people that were going to Weight Watchers, and a lot of them really weren't active. They didn't do anything for exercise that wasn't something that was in their regular routine. And you know what? That's okay. It is what it is. But if you want to lose weight or at least have a healthier lifestyle, moving more is kind of part of the equation. And I say keep it simple. Most people discount something like walking as being good enough to be able to lose weight. And let me tell you that it is. Especially if you're somebody that's coming from a baseline of not really being that active, being a walker, it's huge. Getting up, walking a mile here or there, you know, doing what you can do, building up to some stamina. There's nothing wrong with that. Being active, being up, walking, getting some fresh air, those are all good things and they all add to the journey. They all add to that idea that you're getting to of, I want to be better. I want to be more active. And you can do it by just walking. So I say keep it simple. What does that mean? Well, look at things that you like. Look at look at things that you have in your house. How can you make things simpler for yourself? A lot of times what it ends up being is you need to take everything that you have in your house, take it away, and start from scratch. And I know that a lot of people want to get from processed foods and all that kind of stuff. And there is a lot of merit to that. And I just want to say also that I'm not a nutritionist. So if you have some health issues that require you to eat a certain way, you should be listening to your medical professionals and your nutritionists. I'm just going by the mental aspects of things that I went through. So I took everything out of my house when I started. And I started doing things like frozen meals. I started doing things like pre-prepared meals because it was easier for me to get down to eating better, portion control, figuring out my behavior. And that's something that I think worked. And then as you get more confident, and let me just tell you, losing weight, you'll actually start to feel a lot more confident. You start to see pounds coming off, and then you can get a little bit crazier. You can get a little bit more dynamic in the way that you're going about weight loss. So that's one of the things that I do. So for exercise, a lot of people feel like they have to go to the gym. In this day and age, going to the gym doesn't necessarily have to be getting a gym membership, going to a separate building, and watching all these other people work out that are definitely intimidating if you're not used to being in that crowd. You don't actually really have to go to the gym to get exercise. And that's why I say start with walking, but you want to do weight training as well. Well, you can do that at home. And again, you can start simple. There are so many apps out there, so many programs that you can put a very minimal financial backing into, and you can get a lot of reward. You don't have to go from zero to P90X. You don't have to get up one day and just run a marathon. It doesn't always have to work that way. It's a gradual journey. And that's one of the concepts I think that most people don't think about. It's a journey, and you have to treat it as such. It's not just one day I wake up and I'm skinny. It's not just one day I wake up and I'm healthy. It's a lifelong journey. 
So that's some things that you can do. I would actually say another thing that really, really helped me was finding a friend who can also go through it with you. And why is that? Well, I talked about the mechanics of weight loss being easy, but the emotional side of it is the part that really, really gets people going. It's the part that really makes people struggle because the mental aspect of it defines the physical part of it. So again, you can eat less, you can eat better. That's all well and good. But finding out why, working through the frustrations, through the struggles, I can tell you right now that so many people quit because it's hard, it's difficult. And they don't have somebody who they can say, man, this is hard. How are you doing with it? What's working for you? Being able to pass tips and tricks back and forth, being able to commiserate a little bit. And in today's world, again, it doesn't have to necessitate going to a physical meeting like Weight Watchers. You can actually do virtual meetings now. You can go on Reddit. You can do text messaging. You can do FaceTime. There's so many ways in which you can connect with people that can really make you feel less alone in it. And I've talked about this with with weight loss, with other things about feeling alone. So many people end up feeling so intimidated by life because they feel alone. It doesn't always have to be that way. In today's world, we are so connected. And while I lament about the idea of social media distancing us, you can actually take it and make it into a positive. You can use something as socially distancing, emotionally I mean, as social media and turn it into a positive. So that is something that I would do. Something else that I would do, learn how to cook if you don't know how to cook. And that may be something, again, keep it very, very simple. Take small recipes, learn things. Use it as a way to basically further your life in some way. So, okay, I want to lose weight, but I also want to learn how to cook because learning how to cook eventually is something that helps empower you to go away from things like fast food, to go away from things like prepared meals. Like I use prepared meals at the beginning because it jumpstarts you. It's a finite caloric intake. You can really track things down and you can really start to feel confident as you start to see weight coming off, feeling like you're more in control, getting into a habit. But then as you get better, and again, it helps if you have a friend in this, Start take cooking, starting to take cooking classes, starting to learn things about how to prepare food. Then you start preparing these meals that you know are healthy for you. You start preparing these meals that are tasty. They're good for you. And you're learning something along the way. That's a way to kind of jazz it up a little bit to make yourself feel like you're doing something more than just, oh, I'm on a diet. And a diet can be a slog. And that's why I say like a diet is a very, very dangerous word. That's another tip that I can give you. Don't use the word diet. You're really trying to change your mental and physical approach to life. You're trying to change your lifestyle, and it takes time. It's just like anything. Think about where we are in this country now with division, with politics. Those of us who maybe don't like the current climate and say, I wish it was different, we know that when we wake up tomorrow, it's not going to change overnight. It's never going to be that way. And your body and your life is never going to be that way either. So the more time you put into the long game, the journey of it, the better off you're going to be. And if you're going to be on this journey for the long haul, you might as well start picking up some fun things. And that's why I say learn how to cook, cooking classes, pick up hobbies like this that can further add to the satisfaction that you'd get out of your weight loss program. Because I think it really does make a difference. And that's why I say you start with walking. And then maybe you have some friends and you walk a 5k, you walk a 10k, you raise money for charity, you start to build momentum in this, you start to add different pieces on top of it that can also add to the satisfaction factor. So I'm losing weight, I'm connecting with my friends, I'm connecting with others, I'm meeting new people, I'm raising money for charity, I've learned how to cook. See what I mean? 
all of a sudden this sounds really fulfilling and you think to yourself, wow, what a great year I had. I learned how to cook. I met new friends. I raised money for charity. So many different things. I think another thing that's very, very helpful is to get out the idea of what you want to look like in your head. I think so many of us are focused on the physical manifestation of what we look like. I'm the same way. Body shaming is true. Body shaming is real. It's so hard and difficult to get away from that concept because society and the people around us have really dictated how we think about ourselves in terms of what we see in the mirror. And it's really, really important to distance yourself from these ideals. Because what it ultimately comes down to is, again, this lifestyle change gets to you feeling better. Whatever that looks like is really irrelevant to the entire thing. I know I say this a lot to people, but when you say, like, I want to lose weight so that I look better, what does that actually mean? Like, what is it in the mirror that you're seeing now that you don't like that can't look different than what you want, right? Why do you need to look like a supermodel? You don't. For me, I can tell you this right now. I lost a ton of weight. I lost over 100 pounds and I still had love handles and I still muffin top without pants on. It's just the way that I am. And I'm always going to be that way. It doesn't matter what I do. I would have to go on some really ridiculously rigorous program to really, really get all of that fat off. And I'm okay with it. I've decided I'm going to live with it. I'm not ashamed when I take my shirt off and I have, you know, love handles. It is what it is. And that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about where you get to the idea of what do you want to see in the mirror? What are you comfortable seeing? Not what you want other people to see. Because really, the last piece of advice that I can give you is do not let anybody else dictate your journey on this, uh, on this path that we call life. It's your life. It's your journey. And you need to define it the way that you want to. Yes, we have spouses. Yes, we have kids. And yes, life happens around us. But ultimately, I say this a lot, the only person that will care about your life the most is you. And that is unequivocally true. Your spouse will care more about their life than they will about your life. And I think the other thing is, the people that are around you sometimes can be toxic as you're going through this because they see your success and they don't feel as happy for you as you think that they should. And that's how you start to know who your real friends are, who your real allies are in this. And if you stay true to yourself, Stay true to your principles, to your goals, and you define them for yourself, not by what you see in the mirror, but how you feel up here in your head. And that's really the most important part. And if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments what you struggle with, because I've struggled with them too. And I want to be able to commiserate with you and help you through that in any way that I can on the emotional level. Again, as far as medical nutrition, you need to listen to your medical professionals. Of course, that is not me, but I've gone through a lot of this. I can empathize with you. And if you're listening in the podcasting world, you can find me, Matty S Media, on Twitter. So Fully Casual Podcast is the handle on Instagram, and MattySmedia.com is, of course, where you can find our podcast. But I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your stories. What have you gone through? What are some successes? What are some challenges? Maybe some failures. You know, if you've listened to this show for the last few months, that I'm failing right now, but on a lot of weight at the end of the year. And while I want to feel better, it's not necessarily how I look. I want to feel better. I want to get back to what I was doing last year, exercising, putting my health first, because what ultimately happens in all of this, a better you is a better extension of you and all of these manifestations of yourself. If you're a better, if you feel better, you're a better mom, you're a better dad, you're a better friend, 
you're a better son or daughter. All of these roles that we play, all these hats that we wear, you're better in all of those because you feel better about yourself and only you can define that. So I hope that you find that. Hope this helped a little bit. This really didn't have a direction this episode, but I knew I wanted to talk about some of the things that maybe intimidate people, some of the things that maybe people struggle with as they're trying to find themselves in this weight loss journey. And just know you are not alone. January is the month where people try to find themselves, but doesn't always have to be in January. It can be any time during the year. So if you fail to do it in January, just pick it back up in February. If you fail to do it in February, same goes on all year. You can do it anytime, any day, any hour of that day. What ultimately comes down to is the work that you put into it and the vision of what you want and how you want to be at the end of that tunnel. Hope everybody is in a good place today. I hope that you are staying safe. Omicron is all over the place. It is what it is. Just do what you can to be as safe as possible and keep others others as safe as possible. And as I always say, make sure this week between now and the next episode, hug your loved ones, call somebody, let them know you're thinking about them. I know it will mean the world to them. And sometimes it can actually be life-defining for some people. So I will talk to you all next week. Stay safe out there. Peace. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Soulfully Casual with Matt Freights are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Soulfully Casual with Matt Freights is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.